Clive Scott's been steadfast at the helm of the Sofitel Melbourne on Collins for almost 20 years, and he's the longest-serving hotel general manager in Melbourne. Our culinary editor, Rita Ehrlich, has known Clive for all of those years, probably more, and specifically asked if she could interview him for the show on the eve of his announced retirement, which is at the end of July. I think you'll enjoy this interesting conversation between Clive and Rita. Morning, Rita. Clive, we're talking about you as general manager of Sofitel, and your term as general manager is rather sadly for us all coming to an end. Tell us about what being a general manager means. Oh, big question to start with. Okay. Uh, look, I, th- I think you're a leader, you're a businessman, uh, you're an um, entertainer, you are a counsellor many times. And I, I, I often look at it from the point of view that I, I don't think a general manager of a big, big hotel is any different to a general manager of, say, or a publican in a pub in the fact that in the pub you become part of the local community, you are dealing with everybody that comes to your hotel. It could be the man at the bar who's crying in his beer. It could be the ladies' committee for the Country Women's Association want to do an event, you know. So you're involved in everything. I think primarily underneath it all, you are the person that's making sure the guest gets looked after and the guest has a great experience because when it all boils down to it, all of us are lining up in the hotel no matter what your position and you're looking after the guest. Now, guests come in various forms because there are the residential guests Mm. and there are the guests who come in for conferences and so on, which are very much part of a hotel's work. Yeah, look, I think you've got a full range of guests. You've got the conference guest. You've got the, you know, the traveling warrior that's, you know, only one night stay. Uh, you know, I was watching a guest check in before and I said hello to him and I knew that he comes every uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then he goes away. He comes back every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, and then you've got the ones who just pass through the hotel one time. And then, of course, you've got all the ones that come into your bars and restaurants that really, some of them don't come back for six months. Some of them don't come back for three, four years. Uh, and then you've got all the conferencing guests, and some of them are local and some fly in. You know, we've got a medical conference at the moment. I know there are three doctors, two from the States and one from England, that have flown in. They'll be here three, four days. The, the hotel will probably be their experience of Melbourne, and then they'll leave. So all those guests have different needs, and all those guests are wanting something different from the hotel in terms of speed, in terms of comfort, etc. But we just need to understand what that is. But underneath all that, I think there is basis that the guest wants to be welcomed, the guest wants to be recognised, the guest wants to feel like they're at home, the guest wants to feel like that you know, they're comfortable, and the guest wants to feel like they had a good time in Melbourne, and then they go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they want to feel at home, but better than home. Yeah, they they do. There's a high ex, high expectation, which is something that I think Australian hotels are getting more and more used to. Because I think the the expectation of a guest, say in a European hotel, was always very very high. In Australia now it is because the guest is much more travelled, much more international, much more sophisticated, and I think that uh, their expectations that we have to meet, and that means service in Australia is moving upwards. 
but because they are um, now having all these international guests, having um, better travelled Australian guests, and they have guests that are Australian but are from international backgrounds because there's a very diverse population as well. There used to be a considerable difference between English hotels, European hotels and Asian hotels. Yeah. And and Australian hotels. And Australian Each hotels. of them had their own style. And I was always very, very struck, this is going back some years, that in Asia, hotels were the meeting place. Yeah, especially the eating place. Yeah. Definitely much, but yeah, very large conference spaces where they had a lot of meetings and a lot of government meetings too, but eating spaces, right? And that's why, for example, in Melbourne now, we benefit so greatly from, uh, say, our a- a- Asian community because they're in our restaurants all the time because they're so used to dining in hotels in Asia that when they've immigrated here or their families have come here, they're very happy to come to a hotel and and be in a restaurant. It's normal for them. So we benefit from that. But I think that uh, a lot of those managers are from different parts of the world. It's becoming a little bit more the same Mm. because the guests has travelled. The world got smaller. Everybody travelled. Everybody stayed everywhere. Australians have stayed a lot more places. So I think it's it's become more and more for everybody all over the world that that guest, whoever they are, that walks through the front door wants to have a wonderful experience in your hotel. Nobody comes to sleep anymore, not even the, the road warrior. They come for an experience of being there. And you can see that through, you know, road warrior checks in, but they know the staff on the front desk. They know the restaurant staff. They know the in-room dining staff. So they they, they have a relationship with, with your hotel, which means that they're used to you and they want to feel at home with you. So the more you can create that environment for the guest, the more they feel like they had an experience. The better it is. Now, as a GM, and this is true for everyone, I think, you've not only got your own hotel and your own city, but you've got the group to which the hotel belongs. Yeah. And how how much of an impact is that? Well, I spoke to a guest the other day, and we were talking about Sofitel, and she told me, oh, I've in the last five years been to 37 Sofitel. Now, I've worked for the company for 27 years. I haven't been to 37 Sofitel. So they are becoming your brand. And right. it's Sofitel. She's, she wouldn't go to Novotel or any of no, the No, she's Bianca. a Sofitel stayer, right? But there are others who are, let's say, are all Limitless members that thus they stay in a variety of brands and they're loyal to the company because they've got in a core card. And they're, they're our most regular guests, right? They come and they know, know the product and they're good hotel people. So many of them, for example, will... You know, they'll call me on the phone and they say, "Oh, I just wanted to let you know this, right? Right? Because they've seen something somewhere that they didn't like. Sometimes not even in our hotel, but they'll tell me about it, and and that's great. That's very good because they become your eyes and ears as well. And that makes you um, accessible in quite a rare fashion. I think you're you've been one of the most accessible and visible GMs in Melbourne. Yeah, I, I think GMs are accessible and aren't accessible, but it, it's interesting. I I see in Melbourne hotels, um, I see some in their lobbies and I don't see others, but 
then I might go to an event there and I'll see them there working, but I, I don't see them in the lobby. So I think different people work different ways. Uh, you know, I remember going to the Georges Saint Hotel in Paris, right? And I went to watch the making of the flower arrangement in the lobby because it's, it's, it's significant because yes. it's so beautiful. Flower arrangement is finished and everybody stood back, et cetera, and they're waiting. And I wonder what we're waiting for. The lifts open and out comes this very distinguished gentleman, beautifully dressed, et cetera, walks across the lobby. And I thought, mm, you're the general manager. So you come <laughs> for the flowers like this. And he paraded around the flowers, changed the flower arrangements, et cetera, made it look even more beautiful and nodded and went back to the lift. So that was his duty, obviously, and that's when it was he was seen. But it was a very interesting way. I think you see different general managers in different places. What I've tried to do when in Melbourne is that I don't think a hotel can be just a hotel. You open the doors in the morning and wait for people to come in. I've tried to go out into the community, and I encourage my people to do that as well, and meet the community because that community is going to bring you events, they're going to come to your restaurants, and they're going to come and stay in the hotel. I just did a very, very large conference last week, um, APAM, which is based around the arts, mm-hmm. and I met those people outside the hotel. They they asked, do we do conferencing? I said, yes, next thing, we're doing the conference. Yeah. So I think it's, it's trying to be um, – a general manager in in the community. And then I go back to the pub owner again. A pub owner in Australia is in the community. You know, they sponsor the cricket club. They, they're on the, the local fire department. They, you know, they could even be the mayor. So they're, they're in the community. I think that's what's important, that you, you are out and about because then that brings people into it's your a business. Very, it's, a, it's a very useful model. I mean, it's a, it's a model that most people don't think of, but you're right. Pub owners are part of the community. Oh, most certainly, and it's important that they are because in, in a, a small country town, you wouldn't survive otherwise. Yeah. Because you, you, your, your business is actually everywhere outside. You need to get them to come into the pub. That is no different in a large hotel. Uh, now, yes, we 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 sort of put in the middle sales staff to go out and visit clients, etc. But that's not necessarily the same because many times the client would like to meet the general manager. Yeah. Uh, and often when I go to events, people say, who are you? I say, I'm the general manager of the software. Really? Why have you come? Uh, because, because I'm the general <laughs> manager I'm, I'm of the software. Because you invited me and I'd like to be here. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much for coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, over the years, I've seen very different styles and – um, when I first started writing about you know, food and restaurants and hotels and so on, most GMs were Swiss trained, Swiss or German trained. Yes, yes. And they stayed for two years at any given hotel, hmm. which meant they um, they really didn't have much time to make an impact at all. They were kind of running a business ship. Yeah, more more than anything, and I think that approach has changed massively over the years. Yeah, I think people have um, come to understand in, in large companies that okay, moving these managers constantly all the time is in some ways disruptive for the hotel. Now, some hotels it probably works because they are a business, right? and it's a it's a in out in out sort of business, right? Eventually, that's changing as well. But I think the majority of um, you know hotels like Sofitel, which is you know it's more an institution now than is in, than is a hotel because of the length of time it's been here. You know, there's a there's a um, a wedding in a couple of weeks. Well, that's the 
the the mother and father got married here, and this is the third daughter getting married here. So we're we're oh, part of the lives that. of people, yeah. right? And you know, we have we had a um a birthday in the restaurant the other day, ninety ninety one. The lady was, and uh, the everybody that's in at the birthday has had their birthday here at the hotel. Oh, how fantastic. So that's including the youngest nephew recently had his birthday here. So it, it, it's it, you become part of people's lives. Yes. And I think that makes it a little bit different as a hotel and how you would run it. But I think a lot of the big European hotels and those managers, they were running that type of institution. So they were used to running a hotel like that. That's now happening in other parts of the world as the hotel business grows, that we end up having hotels that are 50 years old. That's right. And that, I mean, Sofitel's been here for a long time in Melbourne. There are a couple of hotels, you know, one hotel's been here for long. But Sofitel has an unusual stability and a particular stability because of its alliance with the arts in Melbourne. Yes, we the hotel was always interested in the arts, and when I arrived here, I said, look, we're either going to do this or we're playing with it or we're not going to do it. Let's decide what we're going to do. And we decided, look, it would be a benefit to the business. We had just done a very large survey worldwide in a core, which said that one of the things our customers likes was arts and culture. Uh, so it, it resonated with the brand to do it. So we went and started to talk to people in the arts in Melbourne and how could we help you? We've never been a cash sponsor. We're a sponsor in kind. Kind, help, and love. That's what we say. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what we all need. Yes, it's what we all need. And it's it's worked effectively in that we've been able to help people and we've been able to assist those arts organizations. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I say proudly that I think we have become an integral part of the arts scene in Melbourne and Victoria and in other parts of Australia too. And from a business point of view, it's been very, very effective because our customers like it, our guests like it. Um, it's brought business into the hotel. Um, you know, we do an artist and residence program, mm -hmm. which has been extremely effective for the staff to watch these artists work because a lot of, a lot of our staff are artists. Our, you know, our pastry chefs, our, our chefs, they're artists. Yeah. They're bar our cocktail bartenders. So they, they work with these people. And it is a way of, Reinforcing that bond with with the whole community. Yeah, it, it is. It, the, you know, the excuse me, the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra is my country women's association. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to say that yes, it's so big but, a layers for the orchestra, but technically they are. Yes, because I'm I'm dealing with the orchestra, or the Australian Ballet is the football team in the local country town. You yeah, know, I'm I'm dealing with them because they're, they're the friends of the hotel as much as we want the hotel to be friend, their friends as well, and that's what the pub owner would do. But I think that that pub owner innkeeper has really existed for thousands of years. Uh, and I think hotels became very big and people checking in, checking out, checking in. And I think for for a while they probably lost the, the fact that you should embrace these people and you should and be the, looking after and them. And that, in fact, you're in the hospitality business. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, definitely. Which which is no different when you're in a restaurant. You know, you, you want people to arrive at the restaurant like they're coming to a dinner party at your home. Yeah. 
That's, and you want to embrace them and look after them and have a great time. You want the laughter to happen. You want them to enjoy themselves. And you want them to leave feeling, wow, wasn't that yes, fabulous? Yes, that's right. Yeah, Rita cooked a great meal. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that nice rather than, oh, I didn't think that was one of the best. <laughs> now, what next for you? Well, uh, because of the, the strength of the arts right in the, in the Sofitel here in Melbourne, uh, and we do have pockets of it in other Sofitels in Australia. Uh, the company has asked me to stay on and be a Sofitel Arts Ambassador and to go to some of those other hotels and see what else I could do to assist them to, to grow their arts portfolio. Um, also to continue to deal with the arts community here in Melbourne, right? I'm on the foundation of the Australian Ballet, right? Um, I look after a lovely uh, kids' charity called Hope Street Youth and Family Services that I want to continue to help where I can. I'm going to uh, assist some friends in a company called Rethink Sustainability. And uh, a very wise gentleman said, uh, Clive, if you're retiring, make sure you do something which has nothing to do with what you've normally done before to keep the mind alive. So... I know a little bit about sustainability. I don't know as much as they do. So that's my but, something to keep the mind alive. <laughs> <laughs> then we will see, keep seeing lots of you. Uh, yes. Um, uh, anybody from the arts that's listening, please keep inviting me to things because <laughs> <laughs> I always turn up so you won't have an empty seat. Yeah, yeah I, I look, I always continue to be part of the community and as long as I can, assist wherever I can. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rita. Rita Ehrlich there with Sofitel on Collins, General Manager, about to retire, Clive Scott. This is the Travel Writer Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.